But today, I want to talk to you from this thought. I wish I would have made a comeback. I wish I would have made a comeback. Several months ago, the Minnesota Vikings have the largest comeback in NFL history. They came back from being down 33 to 0 in the third quarter. They were playing against my second favorite team, the Indianapolis Colts. Now that we have a campus in Indiana, I have become an Indianapolis Colts fan. And because the Vikings were down 33 to 0 at halftime, a lot of the fans, hundreds of fans, literally walked out the stadium and left the game because they thought it is over. Our team will never come back from being down 33 to 0. They had given up all hope of a comeback. But then the third quarter kicked in. Check out this video as we pick up the game in the third quarter. Third and goal. Cousins. Wide open. Perfectly delivered. Motion for Cook. Fake it to him on the pitch. Hand it to him. Cousins. Oh, he had Hoxton. Ooh. It's Jefferson. Play action for Cousins. Looking end zone. Open. Touchdown. Adam Thielen. They're going to set up the screen with Dalvin Cook. And let him chew up the yards. First down, Osborne, KJ, has been a superstar tech. for a potential field goal attempt. Cousins lets it fly. It's caught. They have to. And it is a to the ball. It's Jefferson getting the extra yard for the NFC North. And the kick is good. It's good. What a comeback, y'all. Huh? 33-0. to They came back and won the game. And here's the reality about life. We've all had setbacks. In life, all of us have been down at some point 33-0. to You might have been down 33-0 to in your marriage or 33-0 to in your parenting or 33-0 to with your parents or 33-0 to with your family or 33-0 to with your money or 33-0 to in your career or at school. We've all been down 33-0. to And maybe you felt or even today feel like those Minnesota Vikings felt at halftime. It's over. I can never make a comeback. I don't see how I could ever come back from this. But no matter how severe your setback is, I come to preach to you today to let you know that you can make a comeback because you serve a God of the comeback. I said, you serve a God of the comeback. He specializes in comebacks. I think about the word of God, the Bible. I think about David. He came back from adultery and murder and was called a man after God's own heart and led Israel as a king. I think about Elijah. He went from the height of victory and then he plunged into the depths of depression, but he made a comeback and God used him powerfully. I think about Samson. He disobeyed God. He lost his strength, but he made a comeback and he defeated his enemies. I think about Moses. 
Moses. He was a murderer. He murdered a man. He ran away from his purpose. He struggled with fear, but he answered the call of God again, and he made a comeback to lead the nation of Israel out of slavery in Egypt. And then I think about Jesus. Oh, I said the name Jesus. He hung, bled, and died on the cross of Calvary. They placed him in a borrowed tomb. But then three days later, we saw the greatest comeback ever in human history. Jesus rose again and he defeated death, hell, and the grave because we serve a God of the comeback. Come on, just give God some praise that we serve a God who specializes in comebacks. And today we're going to look at the comeback story of Peter. He denied Jesus three times. When our Lord and Savior was dying on the cross, he denied him, said he never knew him. He blew it big time. And before I just dive into how he made a comeback, I first want to share some insights that led to Peter's setback because I believe these insights are going to help you in your journey. Some insights about his setback. The first is this, he relied on his own strength. Listen to what Jesus told Peter, Matthew 26, verse 31. Then Jesus told them, this very night, you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Two verses later, Matthew 26, verse 33, Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Peter was pretty confident of his own strength. And then listen to what Peter goes on to say in verse 35. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. And Peter was leaning on his own strength. And regret is always right around the corner when you lean on your own strength. And then notice what happens next with Peter. And that's number two. He reacted without thinking. He reacted without thinking. Matthew 26, verse 69 and 70 says, Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And Peter was relying on his own strength, and in the heat of the moment, he reacted and denied Jesus. And so many of our regrets have happened because in the heat of the moment, we reacted. Come on, you've been there before? In the heat of the moment, you reacted and you told that lie. In the heat of the moment, you reacted and you said something hurtful to somebody that you love. In the heat of the moment, you reacted and had that fling. In the heat of the moment, you reacted and, and you took that, those drugs. In, in the heat of the moment, you bought that item on 30% interest. The heat of the moment. Reacting without thinking leads to regret. And then he caved to the crowd. In Matthew 26, verse 72 through 74, Peter denied Jesus two more times to the crowd. So much of our regret is centered around caving in to people. 
So many people have regret because they're trying to fit in, trying to please people, trying to be liked, trying to be loved, trying to make people happy. So many students do silly, goofy, stupid things because they regret, they give in to the crowd and have so much regret because they, they cave. They, they cave to peer pressure. They, they cave to what others think. And can I tell you, adults do the same thing. Adults cave to the crowd. They, they have regret because they cave to culture. They cave to a relationship or a friendship. And, and people cave. And, and whenever you cave to the crowd, then comes regret. Peter relied on his own strength. He reacted without thinking. He caved to the crowd. Number four, he went backwards instead of forwards. When we pick up the story of Peter several days after his setback, he went back to his old life. He went back to what was familiar. John chapter 21 verse 3 says, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go out with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Peter had a setback. He made a massive mistake. And then Peter went back to fishing. He went back to his old life. He went back to what was familiar. And some of you today, you've allowed your mistake. You've allowed the mess up. You, you've allowed the regret to take you back to some old friends. You've allowed the mistakes to take you back to some old relationships, some old habits, some old patterns. Listen, regret can either suck the life out of you and take you backwards, or you can allow it to be the fuel that drives you forward to a comeback. And my goal today, what I'm preaching about today, is I want you to begin to use your regret as fuel for your comeback. Here's what I want to do. I want to give you three catalysts to a comeback. Three catalysts to a comeback. I need you to help me preach right now. Just look at your neighbor right in the eyes and just tell them you're going to make a comeback. Would you tell them that you're going to make a Yes, you are. I don't care what you did. I don't care the setback. You're going to make a comeback. Come on, find your second choice right now. Find your second choice and look at them and say, you're going to make a comeback too. Go ahead and tell them. Yes, you are. You're going to make a comeback too. Yes, you are. We're going we're gonna to help you to make a comeback. Today, no matter your setback, no matter what you've done, no matter how you've blown it, no matter how you've messed up, you can make a comeback. We serve a God who specializes in comebacks. You can make a comeback. Number one is this. Choose to reflect over regret. Choose to reflect over regret. The difference between reflecting and regretting is when you regret, you look back and focus on the losses. But when you reflect, you look back for the, for the lessons. Learning the lessons leads to blessings. Staying stuck on the losses only cost us. I'm not trying to rap, I'm trying to help you today. <laughs> Learning the lessons leads to blessings. Staying stuck on the losses only cost us. Let me teach you some effective ways to reflect. Effective ways to reflect. 
A part of reflecting is grieving. It's grieving. Matthew 26, verse 75, then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Peter had just denied Jesus three times. And Peter grieved his mistake. And as you choose to reflect, you might have to go through a Peter moment. And he grieved. Scripture says he wept bitterly over his mistakes. And as you choose to reflect, you have to realize you're thinking and reflecting on your past. It's necessary to do so. You have to embrace what you lost. You know, part of grieving, part of, part of getting over the regret is you got to be honest with yourself about the mistake. Be honest with yourself about the failure. Be, be honest about what you lost or who you lost. Grieving is a part of reflecting. To get past your past, you have to face your past. You, you, got, you got to face it. You got you to gotta confess it. Sometimes you got you to gotta weep over your past. Grief is the way we get through loss. Grief is the way we get through transition. Grief is the way we get through failure in life. You can't go around it. You got to go through it. But the key is you got to go through it, not live in it. Some of you are living in it, and you got to go through it. A part of reflecting is grieving. And, and, and reflecting is also how you learn from it. Grieve and learn, don't grieve and repeat. Grieve and learn, don't grieve and repeat. You can't come back if you keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again. And even when I make my own mistakes and failures, I, I love to revisit what I did. I, I revisit what I said. I revisit the situation. I revisit the mistake. I, I revisit the leadership decision that I made that I wish I could make over again. I revisit it. Why? So I can learn from it. Many people never learn from regret. So they repeat and stay in defeat. Repeat and stay in defeat. Repeat and stay in defeat. That's not learning from it. No, you got to learn and grow. Don't repeat and stay in defeat. So you reflect to learn the lessons so that you can move forward in life. As you reflect, you are reflecting instead of living in regret, and then you come to the second catalyst, and that's to choose community over isolation. This is so powerful in this story, and what I want you to think about for a moment, both Judas and Peter made huge mistakes around the death of Jesus and they were both full of regret and the difference is Judas went off by himself he got all alone in his thoughts and then he took his life but but Peter he made a massive massive mistakes but Peter went to his brothers a, a big part of his comeback as he chose community over isolation you see Easter morning when Jesus rose from the grave Peter was with the other disciples. You can read it in the Gospels. Let me give you one account. In John chapter 20, verse number 2, it says, So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, 
they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Peter blew it big time. He's full of regret. Jesus was dying on the cross, and he denied knowing Jesus. But instead of running to isolation, he ran to community. A catalyst to your comeback is you have to lean into others instead of the tendency. Here's what happens. The tendency when we mess up, when we make a big mistake, when we blow up, the tendency is to run to isolation, is to turn inward, is to run away from people. I don't want, I don't want to be around people. I don't want anybody to know. I, just, I don't want nobody messing with me. I don't want nobody talking to me. I don't want nobody in my business. And, and we can end up like Judas, all isolated. Listen, when you mess up, when you blow it big time, when you have a massive setback, it is dangerous to get alone in your own faults so when you go through a major failure when you go through a loss when you go through a setback you have to resist the urge to isolate and to insulate yourself resist the temptation to process all by yourself the enemy's scheme is to get you all by yourself like Judas nothing good comes from staying all by yourself when you experience a setback so you got to find a small group you got you got to talk to some friends you got to process with some friends you you got to invite some people to help you as you're processing the grief as you're processing the ice so the, the 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 setback and don't don't choose isolation choose community choose to reflect over regret choose community over isolation number three choose the voice of jesus over the voice of the enemy. When you go through a setback, you're going to hear two voices and choose the voice of Jesus over the voice of the enemy. When you have a setback, let me just tell you, the enemy, the Bible calls him the accuser, the liar. He's going to start talking to you. Ooh, look at what you did. It is over. My, 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 wow, you did that? You've blown it. Your life is over. You're down 33 to zero. You can't come back from, from that. I can't even believe you did that. Like, look at you. Look at what you did. It is over. You've blown it. You're finished. But let me tell you what Jesus says to you after your setback. He said it to Peter, and he's saying it to you. Here's the first one. Jesus says to you, I'm not shocked by your setback. I'm not, I'm not shocked. Jesus told Peter he was going to deny him before he ever denied him. He said, Peter, you're going to make some big mistakes. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised by your mistakes. I know you're going to mess up even before you mess up. Sometimes we get this view of God like, God, like, God, like, God do, do, do you know? Are you like, God? Like, I know. And I'm not surprised. You didn't shock me. God's not surprised by your failure. God's not surprised by your mistake. He's not surprised by your setback. I know your friends are, but God's not. He told Peter before he ever messed up, boy, you're going to mess up. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. Let me tell you the second thing Jesus is saying to you. He said it to Peter and he's saying it to you. Jesus is saying to you, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Luke 22, verse 31 and verse 32. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan, because the devil's involved when you have a setback. He, he loves to jump in it. 
He says, Satan has asked to sift you all, all of you as wheat. But I prayed for you. Before Peter ever made his big mistake, Jesus said, not only am I not shocked by it, but I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you before you ever make the mistake. I'm praying for you during the mistake. I'm praying for you after the, after the mistake. Jesus said, I'm praying for you. And Jesus knows one of the devil's greatest weapons is to kick you when you're down. The devil's greatest weapon is to take your failure and to rub it in your face, to sift you as wheat, to kill, to steal, and to destroy your life. Jesus said, I know the enemy's plan. Listen to me, Peter. Listen to me, church. He's saying, I'm praying for you that your failure will not destroy your faith I'm praying for you that your faith may not fail right now right now Jesus is praying for you you've had a setback you made a mistake he's interceding for you Right now, Jesus is standing in the gap between your failure and your faith, and he is praying for you. He's not shocked, and he's praying. He's not shocked. He's praying for you. And there's a, a third. I want you to see what Jesus is saying to you. He said it to Peter, and he's saying it to you. And number three is this. I still believe in you and your comeback. Listen to the voice of Jesus. I still believe in you. And your comeback, before Peter ever failed, Jesus prophesied his setback. But he also prophesied his comeback. I want you to see this in Luke 22, verse 32. Jesus said, but I prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Before Peter ever blew it, Jesus said, you're going to mess up. But when you turn back, when you make a comeback, not if, but when. Jesus said, I know you're going to have a setback, but I also know you're going to have a comeback. P Jesus says to Peter, Peter, I believe in you. Before you even mess up, I just want you to know when you do mess up, remember this. I believe in you. You're going to make a comeback. Jesus is saying that to somebody today. You've blown it. You've messed up. He's saying, I believe in you. I know you messed up, but I believe in you. I know you did it, but I believe in you. I know you said it, but I believe in you. I know you shouldn't have done it, but I believe in you. Don't let your setback disqualify you from a comeback. Today, somebody needs to hear this. Your setback is a chapter in your book. It's not the entire story. Jesus is the author of your story. Jesus holds the pen. The devil doesn't hold the pen. Jesus holds the pen, and he has more of your story to write. Listen, listen, you did, that was just a chapter. He's got more to write. There's still breath in your body because Jesus is not done with you, so get back up and move forward. Don't you stay down. Don't you listen to the voice of the the devil God believes in you he knows you messed up but he still has more of your story to write get up Proverbs 24 verse 16 says for though the righteous fall seven times they rise again rise again church get back up don't you stay down get back up Peter got back up. Jesus said, you're going to get back up from this failure. And he got back up. And what I love about the story of 
Peter. He got back up. He allowed Jesus to use him. He got full of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. And then Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, the same Peter that denied his Lord and Savior three times when he was dying on the cross. That same Peter got up and he preached on the day of Pentecost. And 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus Christ on that day because God was not finished using Peter's life. A mistake does not disqualify you. You got to get back up. Stop allowing the regret to keep you from what God has next for your life. Stop allowing your past defeats to rob you of future victories. Get back up. Rise again. The righteous fall seven times, but rise again. It's basketball season here and uh, NBA basketball right here. This NBA basketball is made out of genuine leather. And the creator of this basketball created this ball to bounce back. It was created. You want to see a few things, church? Come on. You don't want to. You know, you know, uh, you know, little, it's called the rewoke shuffle, baby. You know, you know, you don't want none of this. This ball was created to bounce back. And I just want you to know that the creator created you to bounce back. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living inside of you and that same spirit if it's powerful enough to get Jesus Christ out of the grave it's powerful enough to get you out of your mess to get you out of your junk to get you out of your setback to get you out of your failure God created you for a bounce back he created you for a bounce back he created you for a bounce back gotta get up you gotta get up God's not done with you He created you with the right stuff to get back up and to run your race. Your setback is only there for you to make a comeback because you serve a God that specializes and come back. Father, I love you today. I give you praise today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for speaking to people's hearts today. I thank you for putting inside of every person right now a comeback that they're not going to let the setback cause them to give up on life on their purpose, on their dream. I thank you right now that you're working at every location. You're speaking to hearts right now in Jesus' name. Comebacks are going to take place. In just a moment, we're going to worship. Don't leave early. Don't leave early. There's going to be a comeback that takes place. And right now, if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you feel like your mistake disqualifies you from God's love. You feel like your sin, your setback, your setback, say, oh, pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done. God can't love somebody like me. God can't forgive somebody like me. God can't give grace and mercy to somebody like me. That's the voice of the devil. There's a comeback for you right now. 
there's forgiveness for you right now there's grace because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary there's grace for you right now oh pastor but I've been in church I've been playing games I used to live for God but I'm playing games and God God can't accept me back because I've been playing games for years no 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 I don't care who you are I don't care if you're a prodigal son and daughter I don't care the pig pen you find yourself in you can get back up today and come back home to Jesus he's a God of the comeback he specializes in comeback he did it for Peter he did it for Rahab he did it for Samson he did it for David he'll do it for you today you just gotta come back home today if I'm talking to you as I count to three would you shoot your hand up high you need forgiveness of sins you want to come back home today online just write the word yes 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 right there in the chat line you're coming home to Jesus one two three just shoot your hand up high today you need grace and mercy you want to come back home you want forgiveness today I thank you I see your hand there others today I see your hand I see your hand others today I see your hand come on who will I see your hand thank you so much I see your hand others today just slip it up high that's it I see your hand there I see your hand. come on online that's it Mabel Bassett just lift it high Midwest City Northwest just lift it high right now anybody else you want to give your life to Christ today thank you Lord I'm gonna ask every hand that's raised to pray this prayer with me confess it with your mouth believe it with your heart and God's gonna wash away your sins right now pray with me now Heavenly Father I turn away from my sins my setbacks my failures and I turn my life over to Jesus Christ today I receive his grace his mercy and his forgiveness I thank you that today I am a child of God and from this day forward Heavenly Father I will live for you. In Jesus' name I pray.